I know everybody is greatly curious about what the cups are all about. And uh, that's all right. You know me. Praise God. I like props. And uh, I like to do things. Uh, I counted it earlier. There are 165 cups up here. Hallelujah. And don't worry, they won't go to waste. We will make sure that they are used after this. But there are 165 cups, and that's, that's really as, as many as I could fit. If I had more room, more uh, places to put them on, I would have gotten more than that. But praise the Lord, we're going we're gonna to be satisfied today with 165. First Kings chapter 4, we're going to read just an entire story here. It says, now... There cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Thou knowest that thy servant, my husband, did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. They could not pay the creditor, and so as payment, he was coming to enslave her two sons. Very, very serious situation here. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? She said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house except for a pot of oil. That's it. That's all I got. Then he said, go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. How about 165? Hallelujah. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee, and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him. She shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And unto her son she said, Bring me yet a vessel. I'm sorry. And she poured out the oil into the vessels, and it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, bring me another vessel, keep him coming. But he said to her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou upon the remains, thou and thy children of the rest. Praise God. Today, it's a silly title, but I want to preach to you for a little bit on this thought, capacity. Hallelujah. And yes, I recognize capacity is spelt wrong. Praise God. So don't worry about informing me of that. Capacity. Hallelujah. How about we lift up our hands and just pray and say, God, I know you're more than enough. And God, I need you today to speak to me. I need you today, Lord God, to minister to my heart and my soul. 
Oh, Lord, I pray that you would help me to minister faith into your people. I pray that you would help me, Lord God, to give them the words of life that they may walk out of this place a new man, a new woman in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody shout amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Won't you clap your hands as you're being seated? Praise him. Hallelujah. As you take your seat. Hallelujah. This is an extraordinary story, a fascinating story that I have found so great. Hallelujah. One that I have heard many great sermons on, but I have in fact never ever preached a sermon on this story before. I've maybe mentioned it a time or two, but in all of my ministry I've never preached. That's rare. Normally when I get up here and preach a sermon, I'm preaching a a story that I've preached 50, 60 times. Uh, But this is a fresh new story. But I tell you, I felt God giving me inspiration this week and encouragement that I hope that I can pass on to you. This woman, of course, very afraid of what was about to happen. She went to Elisha and she told him, my husband who was part of Elisha's school of prophets. He himself was in training to become a minister, a prophet like Elisha. He had a school of prophets that he taught them, and he, and he was their mentor. She said, this man, my husband, he sat under you. He doesn't give us the details on how he passed away, but somehow, tragically, he had lost his life. She was left with just her and her two sons to try to survive, to try to make it through life. Again, much different time than it is today. In that day, it was very difficult for widows to make ends meet. Women didn't often work. It was the men who would bring home the money and provide financially for the family. So, so she really didn't have anything. If anybody in the house had the education, it would be the man. If anybody in the house had a trait, it would be the man. So when he passed away, this woman was left with nothing but her family. She didn't have a job. She didn't have a profession. She probably didn't have much of an education. She was at a loss. And it was tragic. You see, by losing her husband... She didn't just lose her companion, but she also lost, apparently, the spiritual head of the household. She lost the breadwinner of her house that would provide for her and her family. And then finally, we see she also lost her protector, the one who kept the creditor at bay, the one who in this situation could have, at the very least, protected his family, defended them, protected the boys from being drugged into slavery. But now she felt all alone. She had very, very little, if anything, to her name. In fact, when asked what is in your house, she said nothing but oil, a little thing of oil. She was at a financial deficit. 
She had lost everything, but she wasn't just at a financial deficit. If I may say, she was also at a great loss in her faith, at a great loss in her family. Tragedy has struck in, and it was about to, it was threatening to, to tear apart her entire family. And that's when she decided to go to the man of God. Hallelujah. And I want to say today that maybe there's some people in this house, you feel like you can relate to this widow. Maybe you today feel like you are at a deficit spiritually, financially, mentally, and emotionally. And that's what brought you into the house of God. Let me tell you, just like the widow went to the same place, so did you. You went to the right place because this is the place where God can provide for you and your family. Oh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I know some. Oh, if I may break away from this for a moment, I feel the Holy Ghost. I know some who've come into the house of God who did not have a husband, who did not have a wife, and they found companionship. I know some who've come into the house of God who did not have a mother, who did not have a a father, but in the house of God they found elders that they were adopted into their family and they were loved and cherished by them. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to say is the house of God is precious and the church is important. And if you came into this house, it was for a reason. God's got the answers for you spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. God brought you here for a reason. Won't you clap your hands if you believe that? Oh, praise God. The first question from the man of God. He says, I understand your situation. You need money. What can I do for you? I don't have money. (laughs) Sorry to tell you, if you came here looking for money, I don't have any money. Hallelujah. I'll be honest with you. We don't have much money. We don't have money around here to provide all your needs even though I wish we could. Hallelujah. He said, what can I do for you? I don't have the funds, but, but I know the God who is Jehovah Jireh. Oh, hallelujah. I know a God who is a provider. And even though I may not have the funds, I know the one who can provide for you. Oh, do you know the provider here today? We just sung about him for the last 30 minutes. Do you know the provider here today? His first question to her, what is in your house? I find this quite interesting. What is in your house? What is in your house, God can multiply. Hallelujah. That's the God I serve, right? But I think that this is a good question for us here at the beginning of 2022 to ask ourselves, what is in our house? Praise God. If God's only means of blessing you depended on what was in your house, what would that blessing look like? Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Because what's in your house, what you allow in your house, will determine your blessing. It's real quiet in here, praise God, and that's all right. We'll jump and holler in just a minute, but I want us to think about this for a moment. What we allow in our house will determine our blessing. Can I tell you, I'm thankful you came into the house of God. I'm thankful you came here to seek after the Lord. I pray that you are blessed while you're here, but I've got a feeling that what's at your house is a better indicator of how you really live your life. So the question is, how is your house? What's in your house? How do you live your your life. Hallelujah, because you can't bless the Lord on Sunday and expect to have a blessing from God on Monday if you go back to your house and you don't have a walk with God. Praise the Lord. Ooh, it's tight. Like they say, it's tight, but it's right. Hallelujah. Because when you go back home and you look around you say, well, that's unholy, and that's not scriptural, and, and this is a, a something that's not good for me. And God says, I want to bless you, but your house is filled with junk. What's in your house? Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Wilfred. I'll accept the one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How about we all clap our hands to the Lord? He says, what's in your house? She said, I don't have much. Hallelujah. See, it wasn't about her being having a lot in her house. It wasn't about her having a big house. It was just the fact that she had a house that she could commit to the Lord that could be blessed by God. She said, all I've got is a little oil. All I've got is a little container of oil, but it's running out, she says. Just a little thing but there's not much left in it. You know what Elisha said? He said, that's enough. Praise God. Today you may have come into this house feeling very empty, feeling like you don't have much to your name. Perhaps you've been serving God for a long time and you feel a little low on the Holy Ghost this week. Hallelujah, but can I reassure you that whatever you have, God can multiply it. Hallelujah. Whatever you have, God can multiply it. God can bless it. God can make it much larger and greater. If you just go ahead and give it to the Lord, the Lord can multiply it. Hallelujah. Come on, you walked in here empty, but guess what? God is about to fill you with the blessings of the Lord. He He's going to multiply what you have, and he's going to make the little into an abundance. I'm claiming it in the name of Jesus. Come on. I wish somebody would get excited about that. Somebody who says, man, I'm empty. I need a little fill up. I'm low. I need God's blessing. Hallelujah. Come on. Can we still preach about the blessing of God? All I've got is a little oil. Praise the Lord. Jesus is out in the middle of a desert. All these people have come there to hear him preach. But none of them were wise enough to bring food. The only one wise enough to bring food, hallelujah, 
was a little boy. He says, has anybody got any food? The boy brought, a, brought to Jesus a little Happy Meal. He says, this is all I got, Jesus. It's not much. All I got are five loaves and two fishes. <laughs> That's all I got, five loaves, two fishes. They looked down at the five loaves and the two fishes. Then they looked at the crowd. The Bible says there were 5,000 men, and that did not include the women and children. So you're talking about at least 10,000 people, possibly even 15,000 people, if you had one child per family, and you had an, an average of men and, and women, the same amount. So you're talking about at least 10,000 people. They're looking down at the five loaves and the two fishes, and they're looking at the 10,000 people. Then they look down at the five loaves and two fishes, and they look at the 10,000 people. They say, this is all we got. What is five loaves and two fishes? This isn't enough to feed one little boy. And you're going to fill all 10,000 people? Hallelujah. But Jesus came and he took it and he just started breaking it apart. And every time he broke it apart, somehow supernaturally, miraculously, the loaves, they never stopped growing in abundance. He'd pull apart one side and then it would grow back. He'd pull apart another side, it'd grow right back. I don't know exactly how it happened, but every time he tore a little piece off and he laid it down, more came out of it. And the Bible says he just kept on doing it. He just kept on doing it. Matthew 14 and 20. It says this, and they did all eat. Everybody say all. They did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. Oh, Jesus. You know what that tells me? That tells me that not only is he enough, but he's more than enough. I know it sounds like we're all just so good at this. My wife, she put together the song list because she knew what I was preaching. Can I tell you, she didn't know until this morning. She picked the songs Friday. She had no idea I was going to be preaching this. Hallelujah. I had no idea what song she chose to sing today, but it all coincides because I believe God's trying to tell somebody, I am not just enough. I'm more than enough. I've got enough to feed your family, and I've got baskets full that'll be left over. Come on. Hallelujah. I've got enough. Oh, God, all I got is a little thing of oil. He says, that's enough. What's a little bo bottle of water to fill 165 cups? Oh, but that's how good God is. He is more than enough. Somebody shout, he's more than enough. He's more than enough. Oh, somebody close your eyes right now and get in the Holy Ghost. He Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
You see, she was desperate. This is what's incredible to me about this story. She's standing in her house. She's got a cup of oil. Hallelujah. I got no place to put this down. I got so many cups. She has a cup of oil. It's sitting there in the kitchen counter. She sees it. It's the only thing she has in her house. Jesus said, said, Elisha, he said, what do you have in your house? She said, well, all I got is a bottle of oil. That's it. I got nothing more than a little bottle of oil. She went to go see the man of God. When she talked to the man of God, was there anything different back home? No. He says, what do you have in your house? She said, well, I just got a bottle of oil. I said, all right. Sounds good. We can use that. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. There's people in this house, you think that you don't have what it takes for God to use you. And you think that you don't have what it takes to see the blessings of God. You think you don't have what it takes to see the miracles of God. You don't have what it takes to have the anointing of God. But can I tell you, she didn't need anything more but a little oil. Hallelujah. And God was able to perform one of the greatest miracles in all of the Bible out of just a little thing of oil. Nothing changed. Can I tell you, I'm not trying to preach to you that something's going to change back home. What I'm trying to preach to you is that you've already got the miracle sitting there. All you need is God to come and bless it. And then all of a sudden, a little thing of oil becomes many cups of oil. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. He says, what do you have? I just have a little bit of oil. See, but there was nothing wrong with the oil. Why didn't she take that oil and go sell it then? It's the same oil. There was nothing wrong with the oil. And you know, the whole point of the story, it's really not about the oil at all. Because there's nothing significant about it. It's the same oil that was sitting on the kitchen counter. The point of the story is about the vessels. He says, you've got oil, but you need an empty container. He says, you've got what you need, but you don't have the capacity. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, the miracle wasn't the oil. The miracle was the capacity. And as long as they had enough capacity, enough pots and cups and containers to pour the oil in, the oil would not run dry and it would not run out. 
Oh, praise God. You walked into 2022 feeling like you needed something new. Let me tell you, you don't need nothing new. All you need to do is get yourself to a place where you can be filled greater. You need to widen your capacity because you've got what it takes. Now you just need to let God fill you. Oh, would you clap your hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. We sit around the church all the time. Oh, God. God, please give me the oil. Give us the anointing. Give us the power. Give us the miracles. Give us the blessings. Give us the growth. I can't tell you how many times I've heard it. Pastor, this is our year. We are going to grow. I believe it. I believe we're going to grow. I believe we're already seeing the beginning of a great revival in this city. Come on, you believe that as well? But we're saying, God, give us. God, give us. God, give me the power. Give me the oil. Give me the blessing. God says, you already got it. The issue isn't with the oil. The issue is with the capacity. Oh, praise God. I feel feel something stirring now. He says, you already got the oil. What you don't have is the capacity. Because what would you do if I caused the oil to come in abundance? You'd have nowhere to put it. You'd have nowhere to put it. God says, what would I do? What would you do if I bless your finances? You'd spend it on a bunch of stuff you don't need. You'd spend it on a bunch of stuff that's bad for you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, hallelujah, it's not a problem with the oil. It's a problem with the capacity. Hallelujah. You're not open. You're not open. You don't have enough containers out. Hallelujah. You're just trying to rely on your one little thing of oil, and it's enough. But you don't have enough room for me to bless you anymore. God, praise God. He's got an overabundance. But is there room in your life to receive it? He says, I want to bless you. I want to bless you with peace and joy. But you know that the Bible says that there is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Say, God, Bless me with peace and joy. God, bless me with peace and joy. And then we don't spend a single minute during the week praying. Oh, praise God. He says, I got plenty of peace and joy, but do you got the capacity for me to pour it out? Hallelujah. You may not be shouting, but I feel like heaven's shouting with me today. Praise God. In 2022, this is what I feel from the Holy Ghost. In 2022, the anointing is going to flow freely. There will be an overabundance of blessing and growth, miracles and signs and wonders. But God needs vessels that will make room in their life to receive it. Oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. God, I need you to bless me with relationships. 
I'm lonely. Then we don't go to church. Oh, God. If you want great anointing, then you need great capacity. God can only bless you to the amount that you have the capacity to receive it. And if everything in your life is closed off to him, and you don't have room in your life for prayer, Bible reading, fasting, church attendance, you don't have room in your life to be used by God. Oh, praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost. You don't have room in your life to preach, to teach the Word of God, to tell people about the Lord. You don't have room in your life to, to do any of those things. God says, how can I bless you if you don't bring the cups if you don't have the capacity, how can I bless you if you don't open your life to me? I've seen it. I've seen it. Can I, can I talk to you for a moment as a pastor? I've seen it over and over and over again. I've seen them come in. I've had people come in and they come down to the altar and they weep and cry in the altar. God touches them. God blesses them. God forgives their sin. God fills them with the Holy Ghost. They feel so much better in their heart and their mind. God touched them. And isn't that amazing experience when God touches you? There's nothing like it in all the earth. When the Holy Ghost touches you and moves on your life, it's the most amazing experience. You see, but, but then I've seen them walk out the building and they never come back. Or they'll come back in about three months when they get depressed and lonely and, and all that again and they come back and say, well, I ran out of capacity. I only got a little cup. So I'm here to get my little refill. And we're satisfied with just a little refill. We're satisfied with a little touch every once in a while. We're satisfied with a little oil every once in a while. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the woman, she filled as many containers that she could find. And it was enough not only to pay off her debts, but to live off of. Let me tell you, you open up your life enough, you bring up enough capacity, then you'll have the blessings of God enough to last you for a lifetime. You bring up your enough, you'll have enough peace and joy and goodness in your life to last a lifetime. But if all you do is come and say, you see, God, this is all I'm going to give you. I'm going to name this cup right here Sunday morning. Is that all right? Is this a little too much on your face? Hallelujah. We're going to call this Sunday.
All right. God, here's my container. This is what I'm giving you. God says, but, but it, it's so small. Don't, don't you know? Don't you know that, that I've got an overabundance of oil and blessings and power and miracles and anointing? But, but you're only content with your Sunday morning vessel. Can I prophesy to somebody right now? God is just waiting for the opportunity to give you an overabundance of anointing and blessing and power. But he says, I can't do it unless you have the capacity. Isn't that why the Bible says to deny yourself daily and take up your cross and follow after him because God says I don't want just your Sunday morning cup oh bring your Sunday morning cup I'll fill it but it's only going to last you a short little while but if you will bring as many cups if you'll empty out your life and give me every every little portion of your life Allow me to fill you to capacity. Then I will give you an overabundance. Can I tell you the tragedy of this story? Tragedy of this story is the moment that the vessels ran out. How long would that anointing have lasted? How long would that oil have continued to be poured out? How long? Well, it lasted until the vessels ran out. A lot of times we come to God and we say, God, why aren't you blessing me more? He says, the problem isn't with the oil. It's with the vessels. If you want great anointing, you have to have great capacity. Instead of saying today, if God wants me to get involved, he'll give me more time. Because God is saying, I want to use you, but you've got to give me more time. He wants to use you. He wants to give you the oil. He wants to give you the overabundance. But he says, do you have the capacity to receive it? If we could stand today. Oh, Jesus. It's a wedding in Cana. They had already drunk all of the wine. The wedding planners made a big mistake and they didn't order enough. They were empty and the party was just getting started. Somebody told Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
The Bible says that Mary ran to Jesus. Said, Jesus, I need you. I need you to perform a miracle here. I need you to perform a miracle. We're out of wine. We're empty. The Bible says Jesus looked around the room. Said, all right, I can do something with that. It says that Jesus saw six water pots. Six water pots. These water pots were the things that were used to clean the feet of the people in attendance. They were the servants' pots. They were not used for pouring out wine. (laughs) But you know what Jesus did? Jesus looked around and said, this is all we got. Six pots. So the Bible says Jesus told the disciples or the servants, he said, fill them up with water and then take them out and serve it. Well, you know the story. The water ended up being wine. Hallelujah. And the rest of the party was able to enjoy what is here. But what, what, I, what I'm so interested in is the fact that Jesus looked around and he said that there was no other vessel. There was no other vessel. All the other vessels had been used up. All the other vessels had been, had been wasted out. But all he saw was six of the servants' vessels. And he filled every vessel that was available to him. You may not feel like you're great. You may not feel like God's got great things for your life or that you deserve it, that you're worthy. Can I tell you that Jesus doesn't need worthy vessels? He just needs empty ones. Jesus doesn't need you to be all knowing, all wise, have all the wisdom in the world. He doesn't need you to be perfect in all your ways. He says, but if you are empty, If you're empty, then I will fill you. Hallelujah. This morning, our first service of 2022, my question to you is, are you empty? Do you have the capacity? Are you willing to give yourself to the Lord and say, God, I give you my Sunday cup, but I also give you my Monday cup and my Tuesday cup and my Wednesday cup and Thursday, Friday, Saturday cup. I give you my relationships cup. I give you my emotional stability cup. I give you my mornings cup. I spend my mornings in prayer. Oh, 
Hallelujah. I would love if everyone in this place, we invite everybody to come down to the altar. I would love for you to come and just take one of these cups. Hallelujah. Just take one of these cups and come down to the altar. Hallelujah. And just raise it up to the Lord and let the Lord know I'm an empty vessel. God, I give myself to you. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm empty. Lord Jesus, and I give myself to you. Fill me up, Lord God, with your spirit. Fill me up with your anointing. Fill me up to full to capacity. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. Lord God, I'm not withholding any part of me. I'm not holding back my family. I'm not holding back my relationships. I'm not holding back my desires. I'm not holding back my job. Lord God, but I give it all to you. Let the oil run free, Lord God. Oh, let the oil flow in this place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's right. Won't you start 2022? sacrificially saying God I give it to you the portions of my life that I've kept over kept away Lord I'm giving them to you today Lord Jesus in 2022 I want to pray more in 2022 I want to read more of your word in 2022 I want to come to church more in 2022 I want to witness more in 2022 Lord Jesus I want you to use me more I want to walk in the spirit I want to walk in the anointing. Oh, that's all right. If you want to lay yourself down at the altar and give yourself as a living sacrifice, that's okay. Hallelujah. Whatever you can do just to lay yourself before the Lord and say, God, I'm yours. All that I have is yours. Yeah. 